In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. And now, it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. The Buck Blue Show here on the Fan 680 and 93.7. Gang's all here. We're ready to roll on this wet Thursday. Be safe out there, folks. A lot of hydroplaning going on. DT, our engineer, ready to check the box, get to work. Road Dog, our producer, saw him on TV last night. The SEC Network is the Bulldogs basketball team. Got a big win over LSU. We'll talk about that later in the show. And Road Dog with one of those great seats right behind the Georgia Bulldog head basketball coach who stands up. Road Dog always getting that publicity, man, when the dogs are on TV. Heath Klein back again today. Hey, that is a good sign. Great to have you back in here for the fourth day this week, brother. What's going on? This is great, man. Having fun this week. Heath, obviously a big shot here at 680 The Fan. He's going to be working on Sunday for our big party going down. He's the co-host of 680 The Fan's Atlanta official NFL pregame show with Steve West. And Patrick's and Vinings, man, is going to be having our hosting our 23rd annual AFC-NFC throwdown. And you guys are going to be right in the middle of it, man. You ready for this? Yeah, hey, I haven't seen Steve West. Steve West's a man of the people, Buck. And so is Steve West in his environment. That's going to be interesting. Westy's beautiful, man. One of my all-time faves. He's going to walk in, as you've seen, and walk in to do the show. He's going to have a newspaper in his hand. Probably about eight. Big notepad. And he's got his football. Talk about old school. Bag of highlighters, different colors. He carries a football everywhere. And I don't know why, and I, I, I'm not going to ask him. One day he's just going to... He's going to tell me, but I'm not going to ask him. You know, I, I sort of always enjoyed that with Westy. We could throw it around in the studio here in the commercial breaks. That's what Westy said. It's a team-building exercise. Builds camaraderie between the... Westy yeah. doesn't throw a spiral like Michael Penix Jr., but, you know, he throws it around pretty good. And he's a traveling man, that Steve West. He is around. You know, I've seen him asleep in the orange deck early in the morning time a few times. In the orange deck. <laughs> so you ready to go, Heath Klein? Let's do it. Let's get to work. Bucks. Big. Take. The Falcons will not be hiring Jim Harbaugh. A Belichick hire seems like a long shot at this point. And yesterday, after interviewing former Titans head coach Mike Vrabel, Vrabel fled to Charlotte for an interview with the Panthers. A, uh, the big splash hire, as we say in the South, just ain't going to happen, uh, just as I suspected before this process even really got started. Blank and McKay plus the puppet GM Terry Fontenot now retreat 
to the B-list candidates. And let me just say, Falcons fans are not going to be impressed with the B-list candidates. Going big game hunting raised expectations for a few of the Falcons fans. But for the most part, most of the fan base has become accustomed to this mediocrity thing. We are the Falcons. We expect to lose. We expect to hire the wrong guys. We expect Mr. Blank and Rich McKay and and all those ex-general managers in the personnel office to hire a head coach that has very little power within the organization and no head coaching experience. We got played again. Harbaugh used the Falcons as leverage to sweeten his deal with the Chargers. And Belichick is not coming to the rescue because he doesn't want to play second-class citizen to McKay. So bring on a gyro of arrow, and let's get this process over with. Big Take brought to you by Daco Systems Heating and Air for your HVAC repair. Contact locally owned Daco Systems, and you can find them at dacosystems.com. Keeping Atlanta comfortable one home at a time, Heath. So let me just offer up a slightly different theory. Not saying you're wrong, because you might very well be right. But we know this much. Right now, no one else wants Belichick but them. So there's no time pressure on Belichick. If Belichick is trying to drive a particularly hard bargain, whether it's financial, whether it's I want the whole personnel department replaced by my people, not a single soul that is not yeah, loyal to me in that personnel department, whatever it is he wants. Let's just say that, that he's driving a particularly hard bargain. Well, he's not going anywhere. Nobody else is even pursuing Bill Belichick right now. And in the end, if he wants that record, if he wants to catch Don Shula, a man who called him Belichick, you know that has to be something in the back of his head that he wants to do. He can't afford to waste a year, Buck. He can't. If he's not getting offers this year, he's sure not getting them at 73, 74. He's got to get back on the field. You have some leverage here. And maybe, just maybe, knowing that you have leverage and knowing that the only guys you're going to lose right now, there's only three jobs left. You're, you're not going to get Johnson. He's going to the, the Washington team almost certainly. I didn't want him. Well, I'm saying you're probably not getting him. You're probably also not going to get Canales from Tampa Bay. You haven't even interviewed Canales, so you don't either. care about him. So you're, you're not looking at this list of candidates and saying you're going to miss out on a lot of these guys. You can be patient. You can wait to talk to the Ravens coordinators, the Lions coordinators next week. Belichick's not going anywhere. You can afford to play a game of chicken with him, Buck, because he doesn't have other options. Yeah, right now it looks like there are 13 candidates for three jobs left in the NFL. Harbaugh, uh, the news coming down after we got off the air yesterday, reportedly signing a uh, five-year deal with the Los Angeles Chargers. I think Mort yesterday misspoke and made a common mistake calling them the San Diego Chargers. Everybody does that still. Boy, social media, boy, they are ruthless uh, when it comes to, you know, a misspeaking. Uh, I'm just a little stunned the Spanos family paid up market value for a big-time, big-name, successful head coach like Harbaugh. And I think Harbaugh, as I mentioned there in the big take, was was uh, using the Falcons to leverage that deal with the Chargers. Spanos family normally go pretty cheap when it comes to the head coach. Not this time. Numbers aren't out for what Harbaugh is making. But it uh, looks like Harbaugh's got the job that he wanted coming in. 
So let's just say that they wind up with Mike McDonald. I'm not saying that's who it'll be. I'm just giving a name. This is a guy who's considered one of the best defensive coordinators in the league. Buck has some Georgia ties, but but a guy who's considered a leader, hurts you. a leader of men, really sharp guy. Like, can you embrace that? It might not be Bill Belichick. It might not even be Mike Vrabel. But but couldn't you embrace that if he comes in and he seems like a sharp guy? Can't you at least get behind it? I'm going to try. Uh, the Falcons are my team. I'll tell you what, let's talk about uh, the Falcons, DT. Let's get into it. The Dirty Birds are in our blood. And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on the fan. Yeah, so the Falcons now head into day number 18 of the head coaching search. A little ticked off. They allowed Vrabel to leave yesterday. I mean, he's, he's an ex-NFL coach of the year. And this guy led teams to the playoffs. And so that's what I was holding out hope here, that Vrabel would emerge as the guy. But when I saw that he left Arthur Blank's mansion here in Atlanta and got on a plane, and I'm assuming he flew to Charlotte for the interview with the Panthers, I mean, that's the last we're going to see or hear out of Vrabel. You think? I mean, he, maybe he made a good impression with the first interview. Now he wants to go talk to a guy with seventeen million or seventeen billion rather in the bank. I mean, you can bring him back. I wouldn't look for that to happen. He's too qualified. Buck is like, you will not Falcons have any job. hope, Klein. You will have zero. <laughs> we will not have hope on this program. Well, call it fifty years of research. Oh, I, I understand where yeah. it comes from. That's, that's what the deal is. So bring on uh, what's his name, uh, Averro. Yeah, let's go ahead and hire Averro, and uh, let's get to work where they start telling him who's going to play for him, who they're going to take in the draft, who they're going to bring in in free agency, you and did, all you, those good things. You did hit one key thing, Buck. With him having interviewed now, they are Rooney Rule compliant. They've done him. They've done Morris. So the one thing is you could wake up tomorrow morning and bang, there's a head coach hire if there's somebody that's available they don't have to wait for for next week. It could happen any minute now. Well, I tell you, the word at the coffee shop this morning is they've set up an interview with Joe Hamilton. Joe Sharp. So the interviews aren't done yet. No, 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 no. Joe is a big fan of Rich McKay who drafted him. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I can understand why Joe has some loyalty going on there. I hate to sound like this, but I don't think size matters. Uh... Falcons are going to break the all-time record for interviews, head coaching interviews. The one What's thing, on? the one thing I'd say, Buck, is if you look at who they're talking to, you like most of the names as as at least the right guys you're supposed to be talking. Well, to. I think a lot of them fit what the Falcons are looking for. They're looking for a guy that has no head coaching experience and a guy that would agree to not try to have a say in personnel decisions. You know, a guy that can do what he's told. So they got a lot of those guys. There are only 32 jobs, 32 of these jobs in the world today. And so a lot of these guys fit that category that would keep their mouth shut, take the paycheck, and do what they're told. So, yeah, we got a lot of guys to choose from in this category. The only guys in the list that I would not be enthusiastic about at all. Joe Brady, no. Brian Johnson, not a chance he's going to get another interview anyway. Well, he just got fired. Didn't yeah, he? he just got cut loose. He's not ready. And Anthony Weaver, you hear a lot of good things about him as a leader of men, but I'm not sure he's ready for this particular head coaching job. Other than that, Buck, at least the names on the list are the kind of names you're supposed to be talking to. They're well, not, they're not they, completely in the weeds. They've interviewed a lot of the Ravens coaches, but the one I wanted to see him bring in, Todd Monken, who's done one of the best jobs in the league this year with Lamar Jackson. So Falcons day number 18. 
of the head coaching search. Vrabel, they let him leave town. The only legitimate head coach on the list right Gone. now. Gone. Belichick's not coming. He doesn't want the job. He doesn't want to deal with Rich McKay. So, you know, give up on this idea. Belichick's still in the mix here. Uh, Heath, I don't know if you know this, but I'm uh, I'm in love with a game of golf. So I'm a big PGA Tour fan, love playing, love watching, can't get enough of the game of golf, and had a big thrill uh, yesterday, had a chance to catch up with Kevin Kiz, Kisner, who is a, a George Bulldog, big Bulldog football fan, and has really exploded on this PGA Tour this year. He's playing and also is now a member of the NBC broadcast team. We're coming back on the other side, conversation with Kiz, and then we'll uh, talk a little NFL Championship Sunday. You got the Buck Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. One, two, three, four. Get up, get on up. Get up, get on up. Stay on Joining me now, Kevin Kisner out on that PGA Tour. Kiz, you've had a busy start in 24. Thanks for making time for us today, man. Happy to come on, Buck, as always, uh, supporting the dogs and, and uh, glad to be on with you. So you, you teed off uh, 2024 in Hawaii, but with a twist, you're in the booth as an analyst on the NBC broadcast and, and made a big splash, man. I enjoyed it. Uh, how'd you think that went? Well, I was uh, I was super nervous just because there wasn't a whole lot of prep, to be honest with you, Buck. He kind of just wanted me to to be myself, which is uh, I've never tried to be myself before. I just kind of <laughs> roll with it. So I, I, he kept saying that the producer, I mean by that, and um, so I was just a little bit weary of how it all was going to play out. How does the timing work? I didn't want to interrupt what is the normal broadcast, but I also wanted to offer what I was there to offer. So it was a it was a little bit of uh anxiety leading up to it just to see how it'd go. But once once I got the flow for it or the feel for it, I felt like I uh I could handle it and each day I got a little better at it. What was the reaction with all the tour players? Were they uh giving you a little bit of a hard time? Maybe you had people saying, Kiz, what are you doing? Retiring? Got a new career you're cranking up here? Well, when I when it first announced, that was the two big things was, uh, are you retiring was the first question I got. And then the second was, how long is the delay? And I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't have a delay. So I had to I had to watch my mouth a little bit. But, uh, you know, once it started going, it was kind of like giving an interview kind of came to my to the feel of it more than sitting on the couch commenting on golf. Um, but the tour players, you know, they were all 
wondering uh, wondering if I made it through the day without saying a curse word. Yeah, I thought it was awesome, man. I'd say I'm. I just love that season opening tour of. Uh, champions you know you got to win to get in the event and uh the century i think you guys are calling it now and and just i'll tell you what i've got it on my bucket list before i die i've got to go hit that par five tee shot uh this down uh hit that little draw let it roll down there about 350 man i mean that is as gorgeous i just get fired up for the uh the pga tour every year when that tournament comes on yeah the golf course was absolutely fantastic this year so you could see the slopes taking the golf balls. Uh, the only downfall, I guess, is is almost every tour player hits the balls in the same spot when it plays that way because it plays so firm and fast that the balls just roll to the flat spot. But it, it's an unbelievable piece of property, and, and the views are fantastic. The, the walk's incredibly difficult to start the year. Guys probably been at home on, on vacation or holidays, and then you go walk to places like walking up and down a mountain all day. But with spectacular views, so uh, nobody complains too much. And and uh, the 18th hole was a cool. Our tower was right there, our booth, and we had a uh, drone that was following those golf balls and keeping a time on how long they rolled, and they were rolling like up to 35 seconds, which is incredible how much roll that is. Yeah, it was good timing too having you in the booth because Kirk wins the event. Your teammate at Georgia, you guys won a national championship together. That that worked out well. Yeah, it did, and especially we went uh, commercial-free for the last hour. So being able to have someone I knew and could talk a lot about without any breaks made it made it a lot more enjoyable for me. And that five-iron he had in the 17 was an incredible golf shot. You know, uh, people, I don't know if, how closely people are watching, but almost everyone on 17 was driving it through the fairway and hitting a wedge on the green. And right when Kirk got to 17 and 18, the wind switched and was playing more into the wind. So he had to hit a five iron into into 17 and hit it in there to three feet, which won him eventually won him the golf tournament. And that's just a testament to the the type of player he is. And everybody can see how calm, cool, and collected he is from the outside. But I'm sure he was fired up on the inside. And then the Sony Open the very next week, and you got Henley in the mix, another bulldog out there had an opportunity to win uh, really a dramatic different in the golf courses from uh, the, the plantation course to the uh, uh, the course there at the Sony Open. Yeah, YLI Country Club is completely different than Kapalua. It's, it's so flat and, and uh, more tree-lined and more precision golf. I feel like every year that I've been on tour, Russell Henley's had a chance to win there. And he's just tailor-made for that golf course, and I'm sure that's a highlight of his his year every year is to get back to Honolulu. Man, uh, so proud of you Bulldogs out on tour, man. We got somebody it seems to follow every week. Uh, Harmon went in the open. Uh, Keith Mitchell out there playing some really good golf. You guys got it going on, man. A lot of people proud of you. Yeah, we need to keep the pipeline going. It's been a great run for the Georgia Bulldogs golf team. And like I said on the broadcast, we call it the UGA Tour. And it's uh it's cool to have that much camaraderie and that many guys, familiar faces to see in and out of the locker room, practice facilities, practice rounds. Um, and I think it's going to be a, a continue that way for, for many years. It's just a, a solid group of guys, a lot of good players, and everybody likes to compete. Kids, what about the big story last week? We've got an amateur stepping in winning. Well, I think that's going to, uh, you know, I don't. I think it's been 30 years since, since that's happened, but the trend I see, Buck, in the game is these kids are so much more prepared than I was even 15, 18 years ago when I first came out. 
uh, you know, they they have so much more access to technology. They, the college game has changed dramatically where guys are more prepared and understand the game more. And I think this will be a, a growing trend. The, the average age on tour is dropping dramatically, in, even in the last three to four years. And I think that's going to be the new trend. These young guys are going to come out ready to win. And, and they'll be uh, competing, and you'll see new new faces and new names rapidly throughout the next five to ten years. Torrey Pines this week in, in San Diego, uh, another beautiful just made-for-TV event there. Uh, what are you making of uh, the big event this week and how that's going to shake down? Who do you think is going to be in the mix out there? Well, it's an interesting week, Buck, because they start on Wednesday this week to not compete with the, the football over the weekend. So it's a Wednesday to Saturday. It's a quick turnaround. I think guys are, that had a chance last week will struggle to compete again this week with that quick turnaround. I think you'll see some guys that took last week off have a chance to win. And the golf course is suited for guys that can really take you know hit the golf ball far the golf course is long and difficult and usually firm i'm not sure what the weather is this week because i'm not out there but anytime you can hit it far and, and come in softly onto those greens that are normally firmed up it's a huge advantage of tory kids how do you stay mentally fresh i know physically it's demanding with all the travel you have on tour but mentally it's got to be a grind also never seems to be much of an off season here i mean how do you stay fresh you got to take time off, but then you feel like you're losing when you're taking time off. So it's a, it's a hard dynamic to, to uh, figure out. So the travel seems to be the hardest part as you get older, Buck, the, the leaving the kids at home and, and staying in hotels by yourself where you used to travel with your family or just your wife early in your career. And the many stages you see throughout a PGA Tour career, just, you know, my friends are, you don't see them as much, uh, maybe not getting as many tournaments the guys I came out with or have lost their status or have kids and, and you just don't see as much. So you're seeing a lot more young kids and, and uh, it's kind of weird to see see as you're looking looked at as one of the older guys. So trying to, to balance all that is, is what we're trying to do later in, in our careers. Kids, we appreciate your time, man. Keep up the great work. Uh, hitting that golf ball, man. Got a lot of people pulling for you back home. And, and best of luck with that broadcasting thing. I think you're off to a great start. We'll hear you again or see you again at the Phoenix Open coming up. Yes, sir. Looking forward to it. I appreciate you having me on, Buck, and go dogs. Yeah, Kiz joined us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker Line, one of my faves out there on that tour. That's got to be awesome, Heath, be able to play the world's top golf courses, and uh, travel around life of luxury for those guys playing on the tour. There is nowhere you get treated better than on the PGA Tour. I can tell you that. They, I've got friends that cover every sport, and the guys on the PGA Tour, they love their life. There's no doubt. All right, you ready for the top five today, brother? Sounds good. Let's roll with it. The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, Top 5, presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. And Amanda Swartz, our social media director, is out of the morning meetings. And great to have you back on the show. Thanks for having me. How'd the meeting go today? It was long. <laughs> I'm but sure y'all learned something. Mm-hmm, always do. All right, so me and Heath, we're ready to roll here. What you got? All right, my first question is, what is the best matchup in AFC Championship Showdown? 
I'm going to go tight ends, Buck, against the linebackers. So much of what the Falcons, or not the Falcons, what the uh, what the Chiefs did last week revolved around using multiple tight ends. It was something that they were able to have success with. Can they do that again against the Ravens linebackers? Yeah, Kelsey obviously wants to show out for Swifty. Mm. Uh, so you know the ball is going his way. But I tell you what, I am so impressed with Kyle Hamilton, who is a uh, safety that is doing magical things on that Ravens defense. He can cover, he can blitz, he can play the run. He is one of uh, one of the better defenders I've seen in the league this year. So Hamilton matched up on Kelsey. I'm with you, man. This looks like, to me, the best matchup in the game. Remember, Buck, too, they made a big deal when he was coming out of the draft. Oh, his 40 times not good enough. Looks like he plays fast. Yeah, I think fast. he's going to be okay. I like it. All right, number two, drop a big key for the 49ers. Well, this Lions pass defense is lousy. Their last five games, the Lions defense has allowed 340-plus yards per game in each of these last five games. Shanahan uh, looking for a fast start, I'm sure, so put the ball in Purdy's hands, put it in the air in the first quarter, the first half, and play from the front. That looks like a winning formula to me. Yeah, number one thing would be, of course, Debo Samuel's health. Can you get him on the field? But for something that we know will happen, pressure on Jared Goff. Goff's numbers when pressured are remarkably bad compared to what he normally is. Every quarterback's numbers drop. His numbers drop a bunch, Buck, and we know the Niners are good at getting pressure. If they can, especially without blitzing, history says, especially away from home, Goff's going to struggle. Mm-hmm. All right. Number three, reveal your prediction on the top performer Sunday. I'm going to go with Kittle. I'm going to go with Kittle as a guy that, I, especially if Debo Samuel does not play or is not at 100%, Buck, we know he's an excellent blocker, but he feels like a guy to me that could have a really big day for the 49ers. I'm going to go Lamar Jackson, baby. Did you see Lamar last week? Two touchdowns passing. Two touchdowns running. As dynamic a player as we've seen at the quarterback position since Mike Vick was around. Just spectacular. Todd Monken has totally unlocked him. I wasn't impressed with the job uh, Roman did there with Baltimore. Monken has been a huge upgrade unlocking the skill set of Lamar Jackson. I'm expecting him to have a huge day. He's going to be the player of the weekend, I believe. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Todd Monken, Buck, why haven't the Falcons interviewed Todd Monken? Uh, he spent two years at the University of Georgia. That's all I can come up with. Honestly, when you are talking to two other coaches on the team, it is kind of surprising that they aren't. It feels like on paper, especially a guy who does have head coaching experience from college, not NFL, but still head coaching experience. Yeah, he's done it before. It feels like compared to some of these names on this list, he should be in the conversation. I have no idea what the rationale is why he is. Yeah, it's got to be the Georgia connection thing. Falcons don't draft Georgia players. Have never drafted a Georgia player in the first or second round. They've been around for almost 50 years now. And so the... uh, the connection with Monken, two years leading or helped lead Georgia to the national title back-to-back seasons, and the job he did with Stetson Bennett, that, that must turn the Falcons off with him. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and number five, what is your educated guess on what kind of money Harbaugh got in the deal with the Chargers? Boy, I'm going to say $11.5 per year. I'm going to put it around there. 
but I, as much as he wanted, basically, is the gist of it, because this is a dude who doesn't need the money. This is a guy who wanted the challenge of going back to the NFL. Whatever he wanted, he was going to get. Well, let's see. Belichick, as I understand it, was making $20 million a year in Boston. $20 mil a year. Peyton with the Broncos, I think the price tag is at $18 million. McVay with the Rams, $15 million. Tomlin with the Steelers, $12.5 million. Andy Reid and John Harbaugh, $12 million a year. Shanahan making $10 million a year. I'm going to guess this. I mean, with the money that the Michigan Wolverines were offering up was was big time money i don't think he's taking a pay cut i would say it's got to be 15 million or more could be i mean anything you can sell me anything i honestly buck what i wonder is whether it was about staff whether he got more money maybe for other people than necessarily directly into his wallet to hire all the guys he wants yeah i'm guessing uh, look mcveigh with the los angeles rams getting 15 million i'm gonna say that's the the number with the Los Angeles Chargers. They're, they're splitting the facility there. They're competing with the Rams. I bet Harbaugh's agent said, we want as much as McVay's getting with the Rams. And I could buy that. Spano's family said, okay, $15 million a year. Top 5 on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. Amanda Swartz, great job in that social media department. Thank what you. we got going on today with that? Oh, we got a lot of stuff upcoming, so make sure you follow us at 680 The Fan on all platforms to stay tuned. Amanda with her Falcons hat on today. Yeah, Look at represent. that. Yeah, <laughs> representing today. Great job. We Thank appreciate you. it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, she has really turned that social media department around. Heath, you, uh, you impressed? Absolutely. Oh, she's done a great job. All right, let's get to the Bulldog beat. Don't want to forget about that. The fans got a Georgia Bulldogs national champion on the beat. 25-20, far sideline, 15 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! This is the Bulldog Beat with Buck Balloon, presented by Georgia's own credit union and attorney Ken Nugent. Three for three off the front of the rim, rebound tipped up by Big Russ. Three to shoot, back to the basket, lay-in is good with 2.1 and a foul. Russell Connett, 2.1 to go. Bulldogs basketball team win a thriller last night against LSU at the Stag. They're calling it now. And Heath, how about those Georgia Bulldogs? Fourteen and five, four and two in the SEC, and now eleven and one at home. Had over nine thousand fans show up on a weeknight game. Stegman was rocking. I think Waka Flocka, the Atlanta rapper, was in the house there courtside. It looked like to me he almost had as good a seat as Adam Gillespie had in there last night. Tell you what, Coach White has totally turned this thing around. Stegman is a home court advantage these days, brother. It, it is, and I like that gym a lot, Buck. You know, there's there's been a trend towards modernizing everything we've seen some of the schools in the conference get newer places recently and, and maybe the perfect situation is if you get a spot like auburn that is modern but still retains some of the feel of of a gym that you can make a lot of noise in as opposed to a big expansive place like they've got up in in knoxville or even over in columbia but um no i, I like stegman for a game when there's energy in there right now there is and you look at this buck this is now 
I think a team that if they don't make the NCAAs, people are going to be disappointed because it, it sure looks like it's all there for them. The SEC is loaded this year. The ACC is not having a very good year, so there's more bids available than maybe in some other years. This should be a tournament team in year two of Mike White, and that'd be huge. Oh, that'd be fantastic. And their uh, big man, Russell Chiwa, believe I'm saying that right, with a double-double last night in the game. He turned out to be the hero. And I tell you, this is a game previously before Coach White showed up. This was a game the Bulldogs would have lost. They've got the lead. Uh, the lead's slipping away at the end of the game. Uh, Justin Hill misses a layup to go up four with like 40 seconds left in the game. LSU comes back down the court. They get a layup, and Chiwa fouls the guy. He knocks down the free throw, so it's a three-point play. LSU takes the lead. Uh, Abdul Rahim misses that long three-pointer. I mean, Trey Young's not even taking one that far out. Chiwa with the rebound, puts it back. He's fouled. He knocks down the free throw. And then with two seconds left, LSU calls timeout, and they have a full court pass. All the way down to the corner, they get a three that gets up. LSU does. It rims out, rattles out. That's the game Georgia loses previously. Yeah, if you look at what's ahead for them, Buck, I mean, they've got three of the next five are on the road. But of those three, all of them are winnable. Florida is, is up and down, but they're certainly a beatable team in their building. Mississippi State, again, very, very much a team you can take in their place. And Arkansas, I don't know what's going on this year with Arkansas because Musselman's a good coach, but they have not found their groove this year. A win at Arkansas is always impressive. They've got a chance here to really put some wins, and road wins are so valuable. And so yeah, that win against the Gamecocks a couple of games back was a big deal. Right now, South Carolina is an NCAA tournament team. You beat them in their building. If they could just stack a couple more road wins, Buck, they're in really great shape. Yeah, it's looking pretty encouraging right now. Bulldogs visit Florida, a noon tip down in Gainesville coming up on Saturday. So it'd be nice to get a victory down there. Road Dog getting some more TV time last night uh, with the best seat in the house. As a member of that Georgia broadcast team. And uh, also that Auburn-Alabama game was really good last night. I'm starting to watch a little more of the college basketball now. And it was tough last night with that rain coming down. We've got direct TV, and so when it rains, we lose the ability to watch a lot of these games. But uh, able to check uh, the most important part, the last couple of minutes of the game out last night. Yeah, this conference, Buck, you look at that game, and it's Nate Oates, it's Bruce Pearl, and it's two big personalities going at it. and That's something... This conference has upgraded the coaches so much over the last few years. There are almost no coaches in this conference now who are not known personalities, guys who've done some big things in the past somewhere. I, I used to be that you had guys like you know, Robbie Ray or somebody like that. You're like, who, who is this guy? Everybody in this conference now has some skins on the wall. Even a guy like a Mike White that maybe when Georgia hired him, some people are like, I don't know. You know, he didn't do big things at Florida, but he was always competing with the legacy of Donovan at Florida. And so even when he was bringing in some talent, they weren't satisfied with a Sweet 16. It's got to be more, got to be more. Well, he's always Georgia, a good recruiter, right? He's, he's always been a good recruiter. He's done a great job here in Athens recruiting. He's a great fit for Georgia. He yeah. really is. And I think he's going to have a whole lot of success. You look what he's got coming in and recruiting. This is only going to get better over there. Dominic Wilkinson. Yep. Yeah. 
And also, Heath, you brought up the uh, road games in the near future for Georgia. Their next two home opponents are Alabama and South Carolina next week. So not only do you want to try to get the ones on the road, maybe still one here and there, you got to defend the steg, as they like to say now, and really be there and be loud for that crowd. Because I know South Carolina is coming in looking for some revenge after what we did in Columbia. And Alabama is... Uh, that's the ri- the rivalry for Georgia right now. Not so much in basketball, but just in general. I think Alabama, Georgia. One of the things I love about their schedule. Waka Flocka's going to be there. You think? I don't know if he'll return. Kirby was there last night too. He was sitting courtside with uh, Andrew. Uh, so all the stars and the big names are coming out. They don't have any bad losses, Buck, and that is so important. A lot of teams in November pick up that kind of loss that weighs you down later in the year. Georgia didn't do that. Yeah, losing to Miami, losing to Providence, you'd love to win, but those aren't going to kill you in March. They didn't have one of those. And that's where getting to what you're talking about, Road Dog, you got to avoid one of those at home. You know, you can't lose a game to somebody at home. You're markedly better than uh, Alabama and South Carolina would both be nice wins. You're right. You need to win your home games, but they're not going to kill you. It's the, the people I keep an eye on for something like that. You look at South Carolina this weekend, just beat Kentucky. They're all fired up about that. Now you got a Missouri team that hasn't won a game in conference coming in. If you spend the week feeling big head, oh, we beat Kentucky, we're great. And you lose a game like that to Missouri, you give it right back. Dogs haven't had one of those yet. I'm just loving the atmosphere in the Steg now. We went over and watched Georgia beat Georgia Tech during uh, December and totally blown away with the great atmosphere that they've got going on. And it was rocking last night, 9,200 plus in the in the building. I really think moving the students down to that lower bowl and to that end of the Steg has really helped bring the energy down to the court. No doubt. That's been awesome. And we put four fannies in the seats over there last night. Continue to listen to the Buck Blue Show. And the Bulldog beat, uh, you never know. We might be offering up some more uh, tickets on the house coming up next week. Hey, Atlanta Sports Station, 680 The Fan in the locker room are sending five lucky listeners to Sandals, Duns River, and Jamaica. Tune into the locker room starting Monday to learn how you could find yourself experiencing the uh, the great atmosphere down there, the beach, the water, luxurious accommodations, compliments of Sandals Resorts. Get your first chance to get entered uh, to win one of these five trips on Monday. Listen to the locker room starting then. Coming back on the other side, is Arthur Smith in line to get a a new coaching job? We'll talk about it next. You got the Buck Blue Show here on the fans, 680 and 937. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair? Foundations sink or settle. These issues need to be addressed. It only becomes more costly the longer you put it off. What is the biggest cause of foundation problem? Either poor construction, inferior site preparation, or weather. Drought causes cracks in your foundations. If you see any signs of foundation issues, please contact us at atlantaramjack.com. Fan 680 and 93.7, streaming at 680thefan.com. Click and watch and get that fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online. 
for your next vehicle. Big weekend here at the Battery coming up Saturday. We got Braves Fest presented by Delta Airlines. The Braves are going to be taking over Truist Park and the Battery. Now, you got to have a ticket. You want to come on out and get some player autographs and player photos. Got a lot going on here. Tickets are free. There's the good news. And you got to. the way we roll here. Download your complimentary tickets at braves.com slash bravesfest. And that is going down Saturday from 10 to 4. Braves Fest, which is always a lot of fun, man. Baseball season right around the corner. Closing in, man. Going to be a lot of fun to get it going here in a couple months. Man, it is awesome. Let's see what's popping out there. Let's find out what's popping. Former Falcons head coach Arthur Smith has... Reportedly, since he got fired, he's been recovering from the firing. He's been undercover. Not doing a heck of a lot, reportedly. Who cares? Hasn't interviewed for any jobs. He's just been recovering from, I guess, the shock of being fired. Third year into uh, his head coaching tenure here with the Falcons. But uh, have no fear, it sounds like Arthur Smith may be in line to become the new offensive coordinator with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, Heath, you found this this audio clip we're going to play from 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh, talking about Arthur Smith being a candidate to be the Steelers' new offensive coordinator. Let's check it out. Steelers have to be one of the teams. Everything I've heard... Makes me think that that is true. The guy's got Smith has connections to Dick LeBeau and guys like that. Well, here's People another that, thing. Oh, Rooney would know. His best time as offensive coordinator, what kind of offense did the Titans run? They ran it with Derrick Henry. And then they ran play action with Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, so you're right. Another thing that is almost like a cultural fit here in Pittsburgh. That's the word up there. They're saying that uh, he might be the guy. It could be him with Mike Munchak returning on the offensive line. Apparently, they've got a relationship from their time with the Titans that might get Munchak back involved in coaching. And so uh, they, they were even kind of saying, I don't know, Arthur Smith, I'm not sure. But the idea of him and Munchak together got him a little bit more excited. But uh, look, Diana Rossini put it out there that supposedly uh, seven or more teams want to talk to him about their coordinator <laughs> spot and see if that's true or not. But you only need one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't know, Buck, it, it sounds like at least in Pittsburgh, based on what the guys up there are saying, that's Andrew Filipponi in the afternoon up there that is a guy that's uh, at least a relatively connected guy in that town. It, it sounds like maybe that's the landing spot. What do you think, Tomlin and, and Arthur Smith together? Yeah, and Mike Munchak, who has stepped away from the game for a little bit, former offensive line coach, uh, looking to get back into the coaching thing. Looks like Arthur and Arthur Smith and Mike Munchak. Might be a package deal there. In some ways, that might be a, a good fit for Tomlin in that I don't think Arthur Smith's getting another head coaching job anytime soon. No, I you, think you don't think, right? There's some guys that you know, hey, they'll get another crack. Like when Will Muschamp got fired by Florida, you kind of knew, hey, give it a year or two, he's going to get another crack. I don't think Arthur Smith falls into that category of guys that people are saying, I like what I saw there. Let me give that guy another shot. Well, in a especially of years. knowing that Arthur would, uh, in the interview, said he wants to bring Desmond Ritter with him. <laughs> that would probably eliminate him from the job. Yeah, that, that, that's but the I'll one tell you thing. What, I, I don't even see how he's going to get hired as an offensive coordinator. I know the uh, the Athletics' uh, Diana Russini is saying that seven teams are interested in Arthur Smith as an offensive coordinator. What? But, you know, I saw this uh, Peyton Analytics. 
rated out the 32 play callers in the NFL this season. Rated them out. And Arthur Smith came in number 32. Negative, negative, Now, Bill O'Brien was number 31. And Arthur was last at number 32. But Arthur at 32 was last over Bill O'Brien by a tremendous margin. It wasn't even close between 31st and, and Art there at 32. Uh, the top three, by the way, were Shanahan, Andy Reid, and Mike McDaniel. Monken, too, was was one of the top ones that rated out, too, with uh, Patton Analytics is what it is. So I don't know if these other teams are paying attention or what, but uh, there's no way I'd be bringing in Arthur Smith to be my offensive coordinator and play call. We don't know the date on this, by the way, Buck, but do not forget a home opponent for the Falcons in 2024, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So you could theoretically have Arthur Smith back in the bins next year. Play a tribute video, little yeah, little music for him on the big board. Maybe yeah, not. There are several things that bothered me about Arthur Smith. The Falcons, when they hired him to be the head coach, we had a, a, a social where the media was invited to come out and meet Arthur Smith, and he totally blew me off. I went over and introduced myself, and you know, as soon as he said, "Yeah, good to meet you," he was looking over my shoulder to the next person in line. So it wasn't a first uh, good first impression with me, and then. You know, watching him on the sideline with that Waffle House menu of all the play calls on there, I mean, the only person he was communicating with on the sideline was whoever it was up in the press box that that he was speaking with through his headset. I never once saw him talking to the defensive coordinator or talking to the offensive line or uh, the quarterback. I mean, it was just... It was just uh, him and that Waffle House menu. So I think part of the job of being the head coach is you got to you got to be a good communicator. I didn't see him doing that with anybody. Yeah, that's one of the knocks on a lot of these modern head coaches is you got too many guys that are play callers and not full fledged head coaches anymore. And then his fascination with Desmond Ritter. Heck, I I knew immediately he wasn't going to cut the mustard. Let's get to the final word. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers. Keeping Georgia green since 1955. All right, Bucks Beat, episode 92 is going to drop later today. Uh, the full Kisner interview. I got kids talking about Georgia football and all that good stuff. Plus, talk more about the Falcons head coaching search. Bucks Beat, episode 92 dropping later today. I'm sure Cellini will have more on that. And uh, Nick and Chris are coming up, by the way. Uh, Domino with an amazing recovery from back surgery. He's back in here ready to go again today. Heath, great job. We'll do it again tomorrow, right? Sounds good, Buck. Sounds good. That's going to do it for us. Stay tuned for Nick and Chris coming up next here on The Fan. Thank you, Buck. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required.
Hey sandwich lovers, today's your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corners Shopping Center. Now open, Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacy and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner.